Hey, welcome to the Africa Podcast. My name is Mikey Mhennam. So, great news, we are back after a long summer break. We are back with three episodes every single week. This is the first episode in a while. This is going to feature Philip Rashid. He is a filmmaker and we're discussing his latest film, It Ain't Where You From. Looking into the hip-hop um, underground scene in the GCC. Hope you enjoy this. By the way, it's worth mentioning that you are going to start seeing a bunch of different types of episodes that show up on this feed. Stuff like Book Club, Double Exposure, Matbakh, Quarter Tones. You'll hear about them as they show up, but just keep an eye out on that. And, as always, if you're interested in attending these events live, go to afikra.com slash rsvp. Hope to see you there. Thanks. Welcome, everybody. It is so good to be back and so great to see you all here. Um, today's uh, conversation is the first in our new season. Uh, after a three-month break, we're really happy to be back. Um, my name is Mikey Mhenna. I'm the executive director of Afikra and the host of today's evening. Our special guest today is Iraqi Kurdish filmmaker Philip Jamal Rashid, who was born in 1978 in Sofia, uh, Bulgaria, and was raised in Amsterdam. He is a self-taught writer, director, producer, consultant. His love for cinema started when his grandmother worked at an art house cinema and took Philip along to watch films while babysitting. His independent films always have humanitarian themes. His first recognition came when he shot a short, uh, a short film on a flip cam, remember those, in Kurdistan in 2011. And the film was screened at the Duhok International Film Festival and nominated in the San Diego Kurdish Youth Film Festival. 2014, he won the Samsung short film uh, competition at the Dubai International Film Festival. Philip, welcome to Africa Conversations. Hey, Mikey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's a wonderful to have you here. Today, we were talking about your film, It Ain't Where You From. Um, so this is a film that is a, if I get this right, was a product of a, a co-commission from the Shabak Festival and the NYU AD Art Center. So what were you doing, Philip, before you started working on this project? Before I started this project, I was uh, filming a lot of uh, ads, corporate films, uh, and, and short films here in the UAE. Um, I was mentoring newer generation filmmakers. I uh, released a book, Filmosophy, about how to create something out of nothing in the, in the film industry. And before that, I was touring around the world as a b-boy, basically, not because I was the best b-boy in the world or I won the biggest competitions, but I was always very culturally involved. So I, um, I basically earned my stripes as a b-boy because the older generation gave me those stripes. I had the blessing to work with um, pioneers from Europe, like Storm, Swift Rock, Mauricio, uh, Paolo from Holland, Nasera from France. And um, I was lucky enough to basically also learn and adapt the, the knowledge from first generation b-boys from New York. That was my whole goal. So I went basically to the Mecca of, uh, of uh, hip hop to kind of, <laughs> absorb everything and you know like and and yeah build my character as an artist and before that i was an actor <laughs> on um, yeah. dutch tv sorry i wasn't i was an actor on dutch tv that basically was the first middle eastern character on uh, on national tv as a main character which was very <laughs> unique because in that time 1978 uh, 1997 that was not really a thing so. Yeah. 
And just uh, these three films that I have have on the screen. When did what were when did you start making films? I guess. I mean, my main motivation always has been um, I want to change the the scenery of of TV and um, and film because when I saw the people that were represented in the in the in the mainstream films, they never looked like me, right? Yeah. Uh, or like us, uh, and or the diversity was just re- very minimal. So my motivation came always from that. How how can I tell stories that uh, are from this region and have an international quality, right? Mm-hmm. The films that I created here always always have been pretty much about awareness in a sense. So the first film yeah. I shot on a on a on a Samsung phone, and that was about her home abuse sexually um and it was done in a way that i shot it from the perspective of the kid so almost as a horror film yeah and it was very dark in the sense of we shot it as a horror noir let's say right um and i didn't show anything of the abuse just the, the name was called happy birthday it's called happy birthday and it's a very ironic way of of telling the story because you know, it's about a family coming together or surprising the little kids and then discovering what is really happening in that inside the house. But because okay. everybody's there together, nobody says anything, right? You, you're like, how are you going to deal with that? So they sing happy yeah. birthday in a very sad way. Um, yeah. And the other films, basically same thing. Uh, the Moonlight Rider was basically, uh, and uh, I wanted to create a bigger than life character. And it was my first commissioned film. Uh, thanks to Image Nation and Arab Film Studio in Abu Dhabi. Um, and that bigger than life character was a woman back in 2014 uh, that wanted to be a professional race driver. And um, I, I really, that came from a sense of, yeah, what I said, creating a character that kind of motivates, right, uh, people to pursue their dreams. I, so when I started basically creating things with the camera and stuff like that, it was always very cool and edgy kind of b-boy martial art vi- videos. And and later, uh, my biggest weakness was writing. So I had to do a lot of courses for screenwriting. And I'm a little bit dis- the dyslectic as well. So when I get really tired, it's full of errors. I know the feeling. But, <laughs> my focus was on portraits of people. And she was an, an, a project where... Uh, that basically was an evolution of, of portraying people, but again, about women, right? Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm raised by women. My mom, my grandma, and my sister, they raised me. So those are my examples, right? And I wanted to let the world know that, you know, there is strong women out there and they can pursue yeah. their dreams. And I wanted to bridge the gap between here and, and the Western world. Because some people in the Western world, when I showed the film the first time, they were like, what am I watching? It's just a few women talking about that they want to work, right? And I said, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly why I'm showing this, because we take yeah. that for granted, right? Okay, I'm going to keep on going because we got a ton to go through. All right, this question. What is the date or when did the project actually start? Because, like, uh, you know, projects, the sort of inception of projects sometimes is, like, years, years before it actually like really kicks off. So if you were to imagine, when does it actually start? When did you start <laughs> thinking of this film or like wanting this film to be made? So I'll, like, again, 
because I was an actor making videos with a camera in my backpack and I was a b-boy traveling around, people always, even in Holland back then, a lot of the institutes and the, and the production companies and always said, Phil, you got to make a film about, you know, dancing and dances. And often you came back to a concept from, or what you got was a concept as a step-up kind of rip-off. Uh, <laughs> so I never wanted to do that. I never wanted Chan to Channing, uh, Channing Tatum wasn't available? No, I mean, even if he was, I would love to work with him, but then maybe for something else. Right? Yeah. No, no shade thrown. Don't, don't, don't get no. it twisted. No shade thrown. No, no. I mean, he's, he's great, right? Yeah. Um, but I, it was never my intention to make a copy of anything, right? Yeah. Uh, and everybody jumps on the bandwagon when certain things are popular. And even now I've heard, hey, can, we should, you know, we should make a, a, a Rebic step up. And uh, yeah. I'm the wrong person for that. I would like to make a La Hen, right? Or uh, do the right thing from Spike Lee. Um, sure. These are the kind of movies I want to make. And But it, it really started basically when I had the conversation with Bill and Lindsay at NYU. And they asked me, um, do you have something in mind? And I pitched like, yeah, I want to do this. And they reacted so positively. And yeah, and, and like... And you feel it. You feel that they, they got it, right? They understand what we're trying to do and, and, and boom. So okay. I would say, and that was actually two years ago. Sorry, two years ago. Okay, cool. Who are the uh, like five or up to five co-founders who weren't really part of the project, but their DNA is all over the project because they're such a huge, huge inspiration to you? <laughs> yeah, I love that question. Um, so, so Spike Lee, for sure. Even though we, we, we did meet and I, I was trying to get an internship at his uh, company back in the day, like 10 years ago. Absolutely, that whole mirror scene, uh, I can be very honest about it, is based on the uh, 25th hour. Right? That was the inspiration. Yeah. Um, but in a different way. <laughs> I, caught, I caught the reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, funny enough, Spike Jonesy, you mentioned it earlier. I grew, I grew up with it for sure. You know, the Beastie Boys video clips, the... Uh, even uh, her, the film, the the, the surrealistic approach, uh, but yet very, very edgy and cool, right? Like, but also Ziga Vertov, uh, that's an old, old Russian filmmaker from 1924 or 29. And his film was a documentary called The Man with the Movie Camera. And what he did, he basically uh, uh, filmed his city through a year long and, and edited it together with his wife. His wife actually edited it. But yeah. it, it's such a beautiful, compelling, cinematic way of filming that, that really inspired me, the whole guerrilla style. And another thing for sure is uh, Robert Rodriguez. When I read his book, uh, uh, Rebel Without a Crew. So just as a follow-up to this, how many of these artists, this is a huge collaborative project. You're, you know, you're featuring all these different artists, many of whom are listed in the trailer. They're different countries. How many of them did you know before? Quite a lot, actually, but mostly on the, on the B-boy side. Yeah. And then, you know, certain people, like when you watch the trailer right now, one of the guys rapping in, um, uh, is, is because I met another person through another person. And he told me, yo, you should come to this neighborhood. Nobody films here and it's the raw stuff. And we got some great talent. And I was, uh, I was like, yeah, for sure. So, um, Hasun, thanks because, um, you know, it's, it's so valuable. I love that raw energy, right? We never, mm -hmm. we never see that. Um, so yeah, quite a few people 
I've been knowing for uh, a long time. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So what are some of the things that created friction that slowed you down before you actually like uh, were able to show, like actually premiere the, the film? Uh, it's three things. Well, maybe more, but uh, <laughs> definitely it's always a financial restriction, right? Yeah. Second of all, uh, being in a period of, of our generation's worst pandemic globally and then being locked down and then all of a sudden, you know, you you have to make a film. How are you going to yeah. do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then third, I would say is that, you know, nobody directly involved, let's say, artist-wise, but also team-wise, has ever done a project like this or had the experience, right? So for me, uh, I had to pull a lot of people into the realm of filmmaking mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and being in a time where everything is snappy and quick and 15 seconds, you know, and looking cool the whole time, I had to let people know, okay, relax, let the shot linger, guys. I don't want acting, I don't want, yeah. no, let him do 100 push-ups, you know, that's how he trains, don't do five, right? Like, um, stuff like that. All right, it, and this is the last question before we actually get into like the implementation of it. Is this a project, is, is It Ain't Where You From, a project that you had to do, or a project that just that somebody had to do and no one was doing it, and you're like, I guess I'll do it? No, it's uh, it's been a mission. It's been a lifelong mission. I think it's been written in the in the skies that I had to do this. I, I there, there's Wait, been is it, is it something that only you could do? That's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah. it something that only you could do? I can definitely say yeah. There's different things have been made here, but what makes this unique is it's being done from a from a perspective from from the from a hip hop artist, right? Like. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference. It's in the shots. It's in the edit. It's in the styling. You know, it's in the music. Um, yeah. It's a collaborative project with all these artists that wouldn't have been the same if somebody just from outside comes in. Because we had a producer yeah. conversation and I was trying to get an external producer on board and she started making phone calls. Nobody would pick up or nobody would get involved because they're not from the scene. Right. Like, OK, let's talk about the actual impl implementation. So you mentioned Lindsay and Bill at NYU. Are there other sort of early believers? And maybe you can talk about some of the artists um, yeah, who are I like mean, some of the artists Eckhart who signed from, in. Yeah, yeah Eckhart from Shubak also was an earlier yeah. believer. Uh, man, he kept on checking in. How's it going? Right. So I want to chapeau him as well. Sh shout out to Eckhart. Phil, can you actually do, do us a favor for the those who are listening like uh, beyond? Can you just go down some of the, the names of the main uh, contributors or the participating artists who were okay. featured? Um, who, are, who are some of them so people can look them up later? Okay, so, but I'll, I'll come to that. Yeah. B-Boy Armour was one of the first ones to believe. I shot a portrait, a portrait of him in, uh, that was four or five years ago. Um, but one of the main, or the main characters are Bigger Lana from, um, from Lebanon. So that's, she's, she's very unique. Um, then we have Feras, who's also a b-boy from uh, Jeddah. Um, we have Dust from Bahrain, who is a b-boy music creator and a graffiti artist. He made the, the hand styles of It Ain't Where You From for the title. Mm -hmm. 
And then we have Spikey, who also is a B-boy and a DJ uh, from Iraq originally and lives in Sharjah. And then on the music side, we have Tak and Keys, uh, who are really dope rappers from now based in, in Dubai, uh, both uh, with uh, uh, roots in Sudan and Egypt. And then we have Mohammed Araki, who is basically uh, a Grammy, the first Grammy nominated composer from Sudan who lives in the States now. Uh, we have Galia, a very talented singer from Syria based in Alain. We have Fafa, who is half uh, Emirati and uh, half Latina living in Abu Dhabi, who did really great vocals. We have Wad We have a bunch of great, unique talents on board. And I'm, I'm freaking grateful for this collab. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so what are some of the internal or external critiques that you were trying to address as you were making this? Like that actually like, because for sure there are things like there are dialogues happening in your head about like, don't do this, don't do that, don't mess up this way. Like what are some of the guardrails that you're not trying to touch? Yeah, so, so the, biggest, the biggest challenge is how do we step away from the stereotype, right? And I still still trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do we step away from just looking cool? Right? How do we create layers? And at one moment when we were interviewing uh, the cast, right? And, and, and it, that's a gradual process, right? It's not a conversation that goes right like this. So you have to go and talk again and talk again because we live in a region where, you know, you can't talk about be bad about family or you can't talk about certain issues but at the same time, I think it's important to address certain issues, but it's the way you do it, right? I think that's yeah. important. But I mean, these, these are things that happen, right, but with everybody and, and just being taken seriously as, a, as an artist, but especially as a street artist and especially as a dancer that rolls over the floors on the street is, is, is a very big thing. And that's why I chose to highlight the dancing community, right? Yeah. So, okay. Um... Insofar as you're like you're you're tapping into your Robert Rodriguez uh, rebel without a crew, what are five pro tips that you would give yourself like ten years ago or other other budding filmmakers who are rebels without a crew? Keep believing in yourself. Everybody will say no. Look, this this was on my shoulders honestly for twenty years almost. You know. And I never felt right. I never felt uh, that it was the right connection or the right producer or I was ready to tell it. You know what I mean? You need to develop and let certain things sink in. And, and people will always say no. And if, if you feel that it's something that you need to tell to the rest of the world, then you have to do it, man. There's nobody else that will do it. You know, nobody can tell that story the way you can tell that story. You know, so that's one tip. The other tip is, don't wait for anybody. You know, like even 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 when people say yes, it's you who has to make it happen. You yeah. know, I always hear complaints about, uh, yeah, but this and this was not good. And this, OK, but then what can you do with this? You also have to show and prove. Huh? Like if you can't handle five dollars, how are you going to handle five thousand dollars? Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, yeah. Always give credits. A lot of people tend to forget who helped them along the way. So that's three. Anything else? No, that's great. 
one of the things that I always wonder is that like your this film is like very transportive. It's like very sort of um, surreal, right? Mm. There's like scenes that are like very vivid and surreal with with matching costumes that match the background. The lighting is cool and funky, and there is it's very imaginative. It's not this like and it's 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 contrasting sort of the the rawness of their their daily life. Why did you choose not to just be like, all right, I'm just going to actually show the daily life and sort of the daily grind without the sort of imagination of these surreal scenes? No, I love surrealism. I love the bigger than life kind of, because it's escapism also, right? Um, it's, it's, and it's about style and it's about uh, a lot of the things is, is how do you tell the story? So I love you that you picked up on that, actually. That's the first time I hear it. You know, it, it's this world that we are in. And, and if you're just showing the real rawness, yeah, that's great. But then you don't see it from the inside perspective. Right. And Cause that's because in, in your mind, it's like actually this huge thing. <laughs> that's how that's how we see it right even with the boombox head and the that's how we are my first logo was a boombox head right like that's we hear music non-stop and if you hear mu good music you vibe to it or you start writing or you get inspired so yeah. it's visualizing your own world perfect okay so i want to talk about after knowing what you know now are there things that you you think you should have done differently and sort of prepared yourself differently to kick off this this project i mean it's such a great experience because this is this is way better than film school you know you experience everything and i i always wanted to study at nyu i just didn't have the budget <laughs> and here i am you know collaborating with them on this project so that's a dream come true um so for me it's the it's the best school there's nothing that i i would do different because i've learned so much from it you know, and um, yeah. I would just say I'm a little bit more strict about things because you only have so much energy and so much time and hmm. so much budget. So I would not put that much of energy in certain situations or people anymore and just be more, this is how we're going to do it. And if not, you know, then we keep it moving. It's like Tarantino said, I, I didn't go to film school. I went to films. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So how do you think of like achievement or success for something like this? Like, what are you actually proud of um, with this actual project? The, the, the biggest moment is always seeing it on screen for the first time. So that happened two days ago. So thank yeah, you, Manas. <laughs> thank you, NYU, uh, the Art Center. Um, that's the biggest accomplishment after you spend all that time. You just want yeah. to see it on the big screen, uh, you know? like Yeah. That's what you're making it for. And everything after that is what it is. You know, success for me is really measured in the fact do you, to realize a dream that you have. Last one before we move on. So what's next? If you had a dream sort of um, blank check for somebody who saw this project and I said, I want to support your next project. What's that next project? I would love to make a fiction film. And like I said, I've mentioned a few examples already, right? Like a lahen, a do the right thing. I love genre so storytelling. So, okay. So, um, are you just so curious? Are you still dancing? Is that still part of your sort of like day to day life? It's not part of my day to day life anymore. No. Uh, 
sadly enough, I grew a few kilos. <laughs> so, so just walking now is a little bit tiring. Um, but um, it's still in the soul, man. The moment you hear a good song, you yeah. go, right? So I, I'm, I'm gonna start training for um, for next year's performance at the main circle. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. There's some questions coming in. I see. Let's Sorry. let's let's open up for questions. Um, Nur, I'm going to ask you if it's okay with you to uh, unmute yourself, and if you can put put on your camera, that would be great too. Hi, how are you guys? It's been a long time since I uh, attended one of these meetings. I'm Glad excited. to have you back. Yeah, thank you. So, Philip, I hear you uh, a self-taught artist, and this requires a lot of discipline. What would advice would you give young artists who are, I know a lot of artists, especially in Iraq, uh, young directors that I uh, spoke with, and most of them are self-taught. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them to enhance their career? Um, we live in a time and era where you can film everything. You know, when I started, it I had to borrow cameras. My friend had a computer that I could only use for four hours in the weekend to edit, right? Now we live in a time, and that was what I was trying to prove with my flip cam and the phone. Everybody was talking about nobody. I need Alexa. I need a crew. I need this. You have a pen. You have a computer. You write the script, right? It's all about having a vision and a good idea. You can film it with your phone. Practice your shots even. You know what I mean? Learn how to tell the story. You can nowadays even edit on your phone and upload it. You have distribution channels like TikTok, Instagram, and all these other things, YouTube, Vimeo, and get reactions from your audience, which is rare. So we live in a unique time. Show that you can do something. You're able to tell a story. And then that's how you get people to believe in you. Great. Oh, there's a question from Maha. Hi, sorry, I couldn't unmute. And I'm, I'm sorry, I sent my question to the wrong person in the chat. I will also spare you my very early morning look. Um, but this <laughs> no is worries. such a wonderful conversation. Thank you. I wanted to ask, I, um, you know, this has become such a, a unique and beautiful forum for expression. And I think more and more we're seeing, and, and I think this is, you know, your movie is a great example of it, as, as that expression becoming... Um, an arena to discuss identity politics and, and really just touch on more of these subjects that I think it might be misconstrued as closed off in these spaces, maybe particularly in the Arab world. How have you seen it change? Do you think that the space is more open now and, and it's kind of being used as the default forum Okay, to discuss these things? Absolutely. I, the, the, the power of what we do, I mean, hip hop has been the most influential art stream uh, or culture since uh, the past 40, 50 years, right? And, and the power of it is um, exactly what we show in the film to discuss certain things and what it takes to be an artist, right? Uh, a third culture kid or, uh, you know, losing everything in a war. Um, so right now, as we see that people are opening up also around the world, you know, Hollywood, Netflix, is looking for the for diversity in the films. You know, Holland is open right now for for you know different stories. The world is changing and um and and we're changing with it and it's it's about time that we kind of raise our voice about who we are and what we do as well. Amazing. Um thanks Maha. Okay, as a as a we wrap up Philip, 
these are your, uh, for those people listening who can't see the screen, uh, there are two places to sort of follow you on Instagram and social, Soul Trotter and the main circle spelled as you would expect them to be spelled. Um, Philip, this was a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it for having you, man. And uh, we're also on Spotify. The credit song is out. Check it out. We're going to drop more tunes there. Subscribe, like, Soul Trotter, everything you know to do. <laughs> cool. Thanks for joining. We have a slew of events for the rest of the year, uh, for the rest of the month. Go to africa.com slash RSVP. You can see all about them. And thanks to all of you for showing up today. This was fun. And this will go out on our YouTube page and our uh, podcast in a couple of days. So for those uh, sort of hip hop nerds you have in your life that you want to, uh, who may have missed today, let them know about it so they can check it out afterwards. All right, everybody. Thanks. Take care. Enjoy your day or night, wherever you are. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to watch the full uncut version, go to youtube.com slash There you can see the full video versions of these podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, go to hafikita.com where you can learn about our Zoom events, our live events in 30 different chapters around the world, our social media presence, and our podcasts and YouTube stuff. You should know that everything we do is all towards a mission of converting passive interest in the histories and cultures of the Arab world into an active intellectual curiosity. By listening to this, you're a part of that movement, so thank you for being here. If you'd like to support our work, go to afikra.com slash support and join the hundreds of people around the world who make this work possible. Thanks. Thanks.